Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Getting a new vehicle can be stressful, but not at Lake Elsinore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. That's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Surfa CBD, grown by surfers for surfers to help you maintenance your body after a lifetime of surfing. Follow us on Instagram at surfa, S-E-R-F-A, C-B-D. Use promo code LATENIGHTWITHCHALKY at checkout for 20% off surfacbd.com. WaveKey is the world's most comprehensive land-based sensory surf discipline. The brainchild of former number one surfer Brad Gerlach, WaveKey's martial art-like focus on slow, precise, land-based movements embed powerful surfing patterns and fundamental technique for surfers of all levels. WaveKey is a land-based program allowing you to achieve a heightened focus on the movements as you practice. The effects of this are amplified when the practice begins to subliminally emerge in your surfing. It takes time for this to happen, but when it does, your surfing improves dramatically. Brad Gerlach is front and center in all aspects of the unique Wave Key course, presenting recorded videos, live session videos, Q's and A's, and insightful expert notes. Nuggets of gold that you simply won't find anywhere else. Wave Key. For the love of surfing. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. <laughs> this week, former pro surfer, mentor to Brad Gerlach and many others in San Diego, Loke, a shaper, an amazing artist that sold his first logo at the early age of 14. Dude. What? Oh, yeah. 14? 14. To Dennis Jarvis. No yes. way. Spider surfboard is a little spider. He's a founder of a brand, BYB, Backyard Surfboards and Nuts Surfboards at Hawaii. He has a coloring book and has done art murals and even artwork for Eddie Vedder. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nice. Sick. That was We're fun. stoked to have on the show and hear everything about the one and only Mr. John Glom. All right. Glommy. Glommy. Yeah. Yeah. Glommy. Glommy. Glom. <laughs> <laughs> What's Dude, up, boys? So, so stoked to finally sit oh. down with you, man. Like, 
Great so to be many, here. Great to be here. Yeah, you, you've you. had so many people like you've been brought up a lot on yeah. the podcast. Your name. I hope yeah. it was okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. I mean, looking back, you know, I, you've touched a lot of people, you know, in a positive way. Yeah, so well, wow. we're Thank stoked to, to be I mean, able to talk about back it. at me too. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that you know that are just like my best friends all around the world. You know, yeah. from traveling and stuff like that. That's the beauty of surfing, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like a big, giant family. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, and you can count on those guys anytime. You know. Well, let's uh, let's start at the beginning, Lamy. Okay. Where, where did well, like it all you begin? said, uh, I did that that logo when I was like 14 years old for Dennis Jarvis. So when I was uh, that was right before I moved to Encinitas, and I was living in Hermosa Beach. Oh wow! So, and uh, kind of grew up there. And Hermosa. Hermosa Beach. Okay. And the guys that I looked up to and, and uh, became really good friends with because I wanted to be a surfer. I wanted to be just like that, you know? Yeah. Be good, surf, was uh, Mike Purpose, yeah. Chris Barella, and Mike Benavides, and Terry Stevens. And they were like the local yeah. rally yeah. dudes there. And, uh, and they're the ones that actually taught me how to duck dive under waves because they just came back from Hawaii and said, look at this new trick, you know? <laughs> and I was just blown away because now it was like, so you know, you, easier you to born? go out there or no i was born in santa barbara okay and uh and then moved to hermosa beach when i was like you know two three okay and then uh until i was about 14 and then moved down to encinitas so how did you like who got you in the surf yeah who got you so i mean living in hermosa beach you know on the beach and stuff like that i hung out with guys like uh the nathan brothers jarvis warshaw matt warshaw Wow, and uh, you know, and all those guys bro, are from there. All Matt those Marshall guys, too. yeah. Twenty wow. Second like Street, Sixteenth Street to Hermosa Pier, and uh, some spots up in Manhattan, and uh, and just being around all those guys, you know, and they had younger brothers, and so those were like, I hung out with the younger brothers, like yeah. Corey Nathan, and but like Mark Nathan, and all these, all those other guys were like about, you know, four or five, maybe six years older than me. Yeah. And uh, and just harassed us as kids. Battle out, get out there, get that wave. So I mean, it was just like that push, you know. And so are you? Were were guys riding shortboards, longboards, like what single fins? Single fins. Yeah, okay. single fins. And uh, um, I remember this guy, uh, Mark Huff. He was like, he had the loosest, greatest style, and he rode this Stinger, and it was about the time when Ipo was, you know, making the Stingers. Wow. And so, uh, and it was for Unity Surfboards, we made the stinger, and uh, it had a single fin, but what we'd do is we'd cut the fin so you could jam it up further in the board, hmm. which made the thing just the so, so loose. The base. Yeah, so you cut the base of the yeah. fin and jam it up a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what make the board do 360s and, you know. So this, guy was, on, this guy was on that. This I, guy was on it. So I copied it, you know, and I eventually bought that board. Right? Yeah. She gave it to me. Yeah. And, uh, and that was the board. It was this red Unity Stinger single fin that I cut the fin. And that's when I moved down here to Encinitas. And wow. everybody here was riding long single fins. And I come out <laughs> with yeah. that board doing 360s and stuff like that. You're just blowing people away. And the older dudes were just like, who's this punk? <laughs> and I remember this one time that they actually kicked my fin out of the board and stuff. But um, I had a good crew of friends that were like, backing me up, you know, and protecting me from those guys. But it was just hilarious how
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. You know, that, that progression, yeah. that advancement was like, you know, like, don't do it, you know. It yeah. was gnarly around here, local. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Single fins and stuff like that. And here I come all what was What was the spot you guys in Hermosa that you, you know, like everybody has that go-to meet up at the beach or the tower? Where were you guys? Oh, it was like... 22nd Street, 16th Street, right cool. there. So, you know, in between there and the pier. Yep. And wherever, you know, because the way the sand moved, it was like, oh, there's that A-frame or that A-frame. Yeah. And, uh, and you could count on everybody being out. Yeah. You know, it was automatic. And so, so that push, push, push. So out of all that push, you know, from those guys, it advanced my surfing. You know, but I really didn't do anything. You know, I wasn't competing or anything. But when I got down here, <clears throat> that changed. Yeah. And all my friends were going, dude, you're ripped, man, you should be in a contest. So I entered my first surf contest at San Diego High School and lost my first heat. <coughs> and I was just like, oh, what am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> so then three months goes by and there's another contest. And they're like, come on, you gotta try again, you know? I had a good crew of friends, you know, pumping me. And I'm like, all right, I'll try it again. So I did it that time and that's when I got second. And that was my first shot in the magazine, you know? Just wow. there accepting the yeah the trophy and it kind of just like and you're still on the same board the unity i'm on that same board yeah or no actually that board i got a new board because encinitas surfboard sponsored me wow and and i'm still in high school right yeah Yeah. and so i get the first free board from those guys free free because that was they go we don't give free boards but we'll give you a free board that's yeah, huge. that was a normal back then yeah i mean you, you know well the so you must have been and john good. keys man those guys they gave me my first free surfboard and uh and it got ripped off no so i had to come back to them and tell them it got ripped off at surf pe <laughs> and i go and they go okay we'll make you another one wow Dude. right so they make me another one and that's the board i got second in that you know the contest you would think it'd be i mean there's a lot of surfers back then but you think you'd be able to hunt it down i mean yeah. most of the boards were yeah. kind of personalized with air sprays and yeah. colors like you know i never saw that miss, board again that's <coughs> so nuts but that um, sucks because today it's like oh white crime board. is uh, <laughs> right <laughs> crime, crime was alive and well back then too oh yeah everywhere. so just backtrack a second how old were you when you first started surfing like, um well the first time i, I got a surfboard um, and surf was when I was nine, when I lived on the North Shore of Oahu in 1971. Dude! I was nine, I was nine years old. <laughs> you, you I probably should have mentioned that before, before Hermosa Beach. So wait, you lived in... <laughs> yeah, so I lived there for a little bit during the winter. My, my dad and a bunch of friends all just 
said, we're going to the North Shore. What, is it, was your dad a surfer too? Yeah. No way. And, um, and, and everybody, you know, in Hermosa Beach, I mean, everybody surfed. Over yeah. There, so. so your dad was following the coast, the waves, and... Yeah, and took me to Mexico when I was a kid. Tons, tons. And your dad and, was uh, like a full-on surfer. He was a full surfer, you know, soul surfer. Yeah, cruiser, yeah. You know, no competition. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, and so, yeah, it took me to Hawaii, and that was kind of a gnarly time. When I was nine, I actually got beat up by some guy when I was nine. Some there by some guy, yeah, tried to <coughs> do a bad thing to me. But I got away, pulled it, got Dang. away. And the guy ended up getting arrested and stuff, but mm. that was heavy. That was like, and, and you know where I lived was the White House that's always in the photos at sunset, right there at Backyards. Yeah. So Bernie Baker lived there mm. after me. Sick. And so that was, that was where I kind of like, <coughs> Played for the winter. I didn't live there too long. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you know, come back to Hermosa, you know, got back yeah. into it, surfed with those guys, got better. And then came down here, competed, and that's when competition started down, yeah. down here. And that's when so I entered 14, the WSA, years old. ASA, and um, yeah, 14, 15, you know, I'm like 10th grade in high school. Yeah. And, um, well, we know, you so, know this is a mecca of surf, you know, like down in, I mean, there's a lot of surfers. And, you know, we talk about the hot spots up and down the coast, like, Huntington, Newport, South Bay, you know, Malibu. Yeah. The San Diego had a pretty substantial, like, yeah. surf program where there's probably contests every week. Yeah, oh, for sure. This was every weekend, sometimes yeah. two. Like, I remember going up to Huntington, and there'd be two events, and I'd just run down, surf that one, yeah. run back and surf that one, and I was stoked because I won the juniors and I won the men's. I had two first-place trophies, threw them on the dashboard, and drove home, went, woo, what's That's up? Good. Those <laughs> were good <laughs> times, man. Before, before we jump into... Down south, you, you said you you drew a logo for Dennis Jarvis. Yeah, that's crazy. That, yeah, I mean you know hanging out, surfing and stuff, and he goes and he knew I I drew. Because you guys are the same age or or a little. No, bit? he's a little older. Okay. And uh, he just asked me, you know how to draw draw a spider for me. <laughs> so I just drew it, you know. Yeah. He never paid me, and I don't <laughs> even know whatever happened to it. But yeah. it was like he was stoked. I think he made a couple logos, but. And then uh, time went on. He, you know, he advanced his logo. Yeah. And then I, you know, I wasn't around. I was down here, you know, in Encinitas. Yeah. What a trip. I, I mean, especially for like a, a surf company, like a, you know, a spider is <clears throat> kind of like not a, you know, you think waves and palm trees or you know yeah. something that's yeah. like you know more surfy. But you know, he he wanted the spider. The spider. And once stuff. once he finally decides to come on the show, we'll we'll ask him why he came up with the name spider. Yeah. Yeah. Unless. Yeah. Unless Glommy knows. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll let him tell. Yeah. Um, when Were you doodling? Were you like an artist as a kid? Always, you... always as a kid drawing. I'm, I was actually pretty fortunate because my, my mom and dad were really young when they had me. So my grandparents kind of took care of me when I was really young. And uh, my grandfather was an engineer uh, teacher at El Camino College in L.A. Mm. And my grandmother had access to the art department. So as they took care of me, they would take me to work in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I would be in this classroom with adults, you know, learning Just, how to do the craziest stuff with art. Yeah. Mix colors and, and do all those kinds of things. And my grandmother was an artist. She did elaborate paintings and stuff like that. And so she really, hey, <coughs> come on, courage, do this. And put me in yeah. art contests and stuff like that. But then when I saw surfing, you know, developed into surfing, I didn't draw as much, you know, because yeah. I started to chase that dream. For yeah, sure. You know, but at the same time, I was always 
painting my own boards or a bro's board yeah. or Kerr's board, yeah. you know, or someone's board I was you right. know, painting, and um, which just developed my skills. And during that time, which was after Encinitas surfboards, I went to Nectar surfboards. Wow. Right. So during <clears throat> that time, that's where I learned how to airbrush boards, shape, and that's when I met guys like Phil Roberts and Henry Lund, who then taught me more about artwork, techniques, mm. colors, this, that, you know? And that's where I, it just, my skill developed more and more and more. Yeah. You know, so it's just always been a mix of painting a logo, do a t-shirt design, paint a surfboard, and go surf a contest. Yeah. So yeah. it's just been this bundle <clears throat> of it. Yeah, know? I mean, as a, a freehand, like an artist and stuff, but then on a surfboard, you gotta tape everything and hairspray is a whole nother component to like, yeah. you know. Technical for sure. Really that's where technical. The guys like Henry Lund, Phil Roberts taught me yeah. the technical. And McNabb. You know, McNabb taught me how to make turquoise. Yeah. There's one way only. Wow. His turquoise. <laughs> so he taught me that. So I always know how to make it. <laughs> cool. What's so a good. trip is, you know, you growing up in Hermosa, and we talk about this all the time. It's like Hermosa is not, the waves aren't, isn't known for good waves, right? Yeah. South Bay is kind of. Well, the trick, or kind of the good thing about the South Bay is you had to be quick. Yeah. You want to do an off the lip, you had to come off the bottom and snap that yeah. thing quick. Yeah. So I kind of learned to develop quickness in my surfing. And I remember that I used to do 360s so fast I could do two of them in a row. And Mungle, <laughs> Greg Mungle told me, dude, you got to slow down because the judges, they blink and you did it and they didn't see it. So yeah. you think it's so... I'm like, okay. How funny. So now I, I learned to drag my hand when I went, went for those things, right? And yeah. so what happened was, is I went for the quick turn for the 360, I stuck my hand in and it actually just paused a little bit to kind of just make the whole arc. Yeah, yeah more know, car. Around. Yeah. Then, then a slide, kind of a more car. Yeah, so I was like, okay, judges, see this. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, you know, and Michael told me that, it made me do better 360s, you know, yeah. more carving. Yeah. Instead of just whoop, you know, whip them in the lip. But how stoked were you when you moved from the South Bay to here and yeah. you're seeing like longer, almost like point break waves, right? Oh man, that, yeah, that's where I, I have to say that made my surfing better because yeah. to have that open <clears throat> face, especially Swami's, yeah. perfect right hander. So good. Um, you just develop, you know, to so have all those quickness, you know, the off the lips or the cutbacks. Yeah. Now you could do one and then you yeah. come around and go, oh, I could do another one. Yeah. It's like you were really stoked on that one, so you can lean a little further. You're, 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 you're almost, you're, you're so hyper-focused that you're, you're taking the faults maybe or changes from that first turn and you're going into the next one and already improving yeah. as you're going down the line. So your improvement's coming faster yeah. because instead of like you blew it on one wave, you only did one turn, you got to paddle out, you got to sit for the wave, hopefully get another wave and then try it again. Yeah. Now you've been able to do it three, four or five times now. On one wave. wave. And so now when you go back out, catch that wave, you're like, oh yeah. God, I'm going to kill the next one because yeah. now I'm warmed up, you know? So when you first moved here, you, you experienced a little bit of localism. That's totally saying, right? major, major. And who were who were like the main dudes out here that when you um, first came down? Like, who well, there was a, there was this guy Gary Taylor. Um, he passed away, but he was the smoothest, raddest surfer at Swami's, and the nicest guy. And that guy just like 
open arms to me. That's cool. Said, you know, kind of like little protection, you know. Yeah. Here, get that wave. You know, and explaining to the older, meaner dudes yeah. that, hey, you know, this, this kid's, kid's cool, cool, you yeah. know, don't, don't mess with them. <clears throat> and, uh, and because of that, I got the respect and I was able to, you know, yeah, catch yeah. the bombs and yeah. kind here, of... Here, you go on this one. Yeah, yeah. and, and kind Take of go off and show that, yeah. like, oh, shit, you know, that guy is kind of good. Yeah. You know, so... Sometimes, I mean, I got that's hard respect. to do, you know, to, to gain the respect of someone like him is hard to do. So you must have been pretty damn good surfer for him to see that, you know. I mean, what's like, what's I, yeah, I was just trying, yeah. but what's I mean, funny though compared is like, to like the, that, you know, that time where there wasn't that many people doing what I was doing. Yeah. Because I came from Hermosa Beach, where right. everybody was just high power action. Yeah. When you come down here, it's kind of mellow, just cruisy. And they're like, yeah. who's this hyper kid? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> calm down, kid. <laughs> You're making us all look bad. But, uh, yeah, but that changed quick, you know. Yeah. Who is it? Who's your like <clears throat> your rat pack? Like, who did you bond with at like your high school or like your your competitive? Uh, yeah, um, it'd have to be like um, the guys who started Bubblegum Surflex. Shut the front door. Yeah, Britt and Grant. I they came to me. I did that logo. No way. Yeah, in 1984. The original bubblegum logo. Bubble logo. You so heard it here sick. first, people. That <laughs> is fucking amazing. I was wondering, you know, doing some research and trying to find, you know, info, and and, and, and you kept popping up with all the bubblegum stuff. So I'm like, either he's good friends with them, or maybe he did the logo. Like, We're good friends yeah. and did the logo. You know how many? So Kalani Rob mentioned the bubblegum yeah. logo, like. That was like a prestigious thing yeah. to have on his board. Even Slater has. Rob Machado. Slater talked about it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, dude, that's an iconic logo that I can't believe we're sitting with the guy that designed that logo. Yeah, 1984, <laughs> man. What a fucking trip. Yeah. yeah. That was, it was a trip, man. I, it was funny because they go, okay, Glom, come on, you know, you know how to draw, draw the logo, bubble gum. Because he was, you know, Everybody's into yeah. and, and so I did it, right? I drew it, and it was this block that he had. And then he goes, no, I'm going to change the logo longer so I can snap the bar. You know, you can get two pieces. Smart. Yeah. So he goes, now you got to redraw it. I'm like, what? I just drew it once, all right? So I redrew it longer, and, and it actually better. came out better. Yeah. <laughs> so, sick. <laughs> that's so the one sick. that you see everywhere. What a, smart, <clears throat> yeah. what a smart concept though, like, hey, let's thin it out, make it more of like a chocolate bar with those like, yeah. you know, like those little like seams almost. Yeah, so it's so, yeah, totally so, cool. So you started getting really good in competition, and you said your first sponsor was Encinitas. Encinitas surfboards, and Nectar kind of stole okay. me from them. Okay. I'm sorry, you guys, Encinitas. <laughs> so how, how did that conversation go, like, with McNabb? This was McNabb. McNabb just goes, I want you to ride for me, and, you know, and, and basically, you know, Encinitas gave me a surfboard, but McNabb just said, I'll give you more than that. You yeah. Know? And, and how and long? I'll, and I'll sponsor you and put you in the contest, and, and so I'm looking at, like, that, you know? Yeah. That's my mission. Where I want to yeah. you know, go, yeah. and Encinitas can only do so much. So it wasn't a matter of like I don't like them. It was yeah. just like, well, you can only do so much. And yeah. I mean, I totally appreciated what they did for me. But McNabb offered me the road, yeah, yeah, to go out there. Which you know, and his best friend is Jeff Devine, so he set up photo, yeah. you know, photo trips yeah. with him with me, and that's where I started. Yeah, he had the system, he yeah. knew the routine, he knew how it worked. Yeah, like, so that was, So how, yeah. how old were you when 
when that, that first happened. That was still in high school, so. Damn. That was 11th grade. <clears throat> and Mc, McNabb and Nectar was becoming a big brand. Yeah, this is 1979. So this is before Simon Anderson. Okay, right? before the Thrusher thing. Yeah, this is before. Okay. And uh, this is the twin <clears throat> fan. And that's where I got that uh, center spread in Surfer Magazine doing the air. What? And uh, with Jeff Devine and Tom Survey took the photo. They both took the photo at the same time, but different angles. Surveys mm. is like more like, what's that? Oh my God. Dude, we gotta see this. Hey, we're checking out the photo right now, folks. Oh my God, I remember that shot. So that's the one. Hold on a second. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? Boom. And that's the twin. So this is... No, this is before thrusters. This is Survey or this is Divine? Survey is this one and then Divine is this one. So they're both water angles. Yeah. Water shots. Yeah. Guys are poaching each other. So, uh, yeah, it was Dude, funny. Globby had two <laughs> photogs jocking him one day. Right, you know, back when I'm just in high school. Dude. You know? It's funny the, the, how many how many nectar logos are on that board. I know. I think a couple of them are like covering gangs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Channel trash. twin, channel bottom. So, tell us about that progression of of the single fin to the twin. Well, yeah, that was a trip. When I got the twin, I mean, you know, McNam was making the twin, and you know, we were talking. And he goes, "Okay, let's make you a twin fin," and um, and he made it. He made this one. And I wrote it, and the thing was so fast. Yeah. Right. And and but at first I was like, whoa, you know, I pop the fin and slide out. I'm like, okay, I need to stand Control. on the board a little different, right? A little bit more like on top of it, Dude. and kind of push. And doing that, I felt the speed and the hold, and so therefore I could ride the thing. How old were you in this picture? Probably 18, <clears throat> 19. And what year was this? 80. Wow. But it, or 81. And, and uh, that was in Surfer or Surfing? Surfer. Surfer. Yeah. Because yeah, those guys suck shoppers. Yeah. And you got a Team O'Neill wetsuit on. Yeah, yeah. That so might you, be 82 though maybe. So you're starting to get sponsored by... Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm doing good <clears> in contests. I'm, you know, the how WSA works. You get, you know, you do good. You get invited to the invitationals, right? Yeah. Okay, here's a good story. So it's 1979. I get invited to my first one. It's up in Santa Cruz. I'm in 11th grade, I'm in high school. I'm talking to this, my friend who's in my class, and I'm like, man, I just got invited to the Invitational Championships, and, but I can't go, I mean, I don't got a car. He's like, dude, I'm borrowing my dad's station wagon, and I'm gonna drive you there, 12 hours. <laughs> and so I'm all, really, bro? And so this guy, I can't remember his name, he was the coolest guy ever. He drove me all the way up there, Santa Cruz, he didn't see first lane. He just, he just wanted he, to he go. He just hung out. Yeah. yeah. Did he, he just surf? wanted to take me. No. He didn't even surf. He didn't even surf. He just took me. He just wanted to help me out. And so we're at Santa Cruz. Seaver's <coughs> lane, but it's shitty, right? It's yeah. like, it's, it's too big. It's just not right. So they pleasure. move it to Moss Landing. Ooh. Whoa. Scary. Yeah. Right? And so I'm there, twin fin. I have this wetsuit. It's got a hole in it. <laughs> And uh, it's Moss Landing, it's, it's huge, it's scary. And um, I make it all the way to the final with Willie Morris. Nice. And but before the final, in the semifinal, I won that, fin won that semifinal heat. I broke my fin a little bit on my twin. So I had to duct tape the fin 
and they're going, all right, get ready for the final. Yeah. I'm still wet. I'm trying to dry my board off, duct tape the fin, Holy and smoke. put the jersey on and paddle back out. I mean, it's solid six, eight feet. Yeah. Just moss land. Yeah. Too crazy. But giant A-frames, right? And I remember paddling in this monster wave, and I took off, and I went out the bottom, and it almost spun out. I'm like, oh, God. The fin was like, the fin. Fill the fin. was like, woo, a little bit. I, like, I kind of like, I made it. And then I figured, okay, this thing's like even looser than it was before. So I had to kind of like surf on top of it, but yeah. hold it off. Everybody, I came out, and they go, you won. Because I did big 360s, cutbacks, you know what I mean? And I, Against but it was all over the place, so I couldn't see what everybody else was doing. But I remember that. And they're like, you won, you won. And Willie and his whole family went inside the trailer, and they went and talked to him. And in the end, he won. I got second. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but I was okay. I was okay with it because yeah. I was stoked to, you know. Yeah, go up and, and perform. And, and perform mean, and do it and actually get second, you know. I mean, yeah. yeah almost won. But, um, and then it You should have won, though. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Willie. Willie. But anyways, it just, you know, after that, that was really where it just... That was your first time up to Yeah, that was the first big, like, you know, you know, where I just went, wow, fuck, yeah. I got second in the, yeah. you know, in the invite championship. This guy drove me, I got second. I'm going home with a second place trophy going, that was insane, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, uh, and so then, you know, I just kept, you know, doing good and stuff. And then I got invited to uh, uh, the next U.S. championships in Haleiwa. What? No sure. And so now, um, I'm just about ready to graduate 11th grade. I go over there, and this is where you know, I'm running for Nectar, and Rel's son rides for Nectar. And so when I get to Hawaii, Rel's son you know, takes me in no way. and just basically walked me through everywhere to everybody and met everybody. This is where I met Sonny Garcia, yeah. he's 10 you years got the, old. You got the he's keys to the city with Ralph Sun. Well, yeah. yeah, I just met everybody, and so every time after that, I'd yeah. go to North Shore, it was like, hey, Guam, hey, Guam, hey, Guam. Yeah. And so it was just like, ah, you know, I got into the family. Yeah. You know? What? Aloha. Yeah, Dude. which was amazing. And yeah. then, you know. Ralph Sun. So Rel you, Sun. You, you stayed with Ralph Sun. Ralph Sun. That's amazing. Yeah. And even during that time, my coach back here was Chris O'Rourke. No way. Yeah, so I got to hang out with Chris until he passed. Wow. So for two years, he coached me. No and way. Yeah. Oh, man, that was a trip. Yeah. Super cool guy. <clears throat> Scared the shit out of me in his Porsche and, down and, at Windy Sea. <laughs> and he and he just did this because of the, the love, or was it, was it a he, business? Uh, like how, how did well, he had cancer, and he, he wanted to be involved. Yeah. And so, you know, being friends with Divine and Gary... And Gary goes, hey, why don't you just help coach my team Sweet. and surf and we'll go film and do all kinds of stuff. And so at Swami's, he would hang on to my leash and I would just pull him out, you know, because he couldn't lift his head up. And then, you know, paddling away, waves, pushing me in. Yeah. Amazing. It's crazy. So that was cool. Yeah. So yeah. how did you do in that, that Hawaii Invitational? Not very good. It was Holly Eve on a twin fin and it was like 10 feet. <laughs> oh my God. I made it to like the quarters. Yeah. But I didn't make it to the finals. But it was just like, wow, like the first, you know, North yeah, you're, Shore. You're going to Hawaii. It's, it's, it's another, 
like it's enticing moment to where yeah. it's like, wow, okay, I'm, you know, I'm surfing really well. I'm doing all these events. I'm going to Hawaii and competing. Like staying with Rel's son. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, when uh, it's funny to hear that you had a coach back then in in the seventies or yeah. early eighties, right? Yeah, because coaching. It's been around for a long time, you know. Yeah. I, you know, we yeah. talked. We've had PT on, you know, how he coached the NSSA in the early days, but that's even pre-PT NSSA yeah. days. And it's it's crazy to hear that. Well, it's he, a trip because he was just like Chris wanted to be involved, you know, and and so kind of like it just worked out like that, yeah. you know. Yeah. And he would just you know go okay, you know, if you're gonna serve in a heat, you know, try to concentrate on this, you know, blah blah blah. blah back and forth yeah and uh but it was helpful unbelievably helpful so when you went to hawaii did you go there with a bunt with a quiver uh no i went there with one board <laughs> one board and that was it yeah, yeah. yeah. Quivers back then. i know which is yeah. really funny to talk about because you know like one size fits all yeah <laughs> you know he, he's going to hawaii to haleiwa for this contest yeah and back then yeah, yeah, you're like, hey, I got one board. One board. You're almost like Rick Kane when he went. <laughs> right. <fucking laughs> yeah. You know, he like packed light, you know. Yeah. Didn't know what to expect. I mean, it was all just like coming at me like, wow. What was it like wow. throwing into like 10 foot Hawaii surf? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I paddled in my heat and just like, <clears throat> what the heck? Just but the feeling was when I took off on waves was like, I mean, you know, that feeling when you take off and the power. The, the open canvas, you're like, yeah. oh my god, I could do anything on these waves with the speed, the power, the face. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I was like, at that point, writing my board, I went, ooh, I really need to focus on a board that would work in yeah. waves like this. Yeah. So now I come back from that, and this is 1980, and McNabb goes, uh, this guy's coming over, uh, Simon Anderson from Australia. Whoa! Right, and this is before <clears throat> the free, you know, before he does anything, right? Yeah. So he comes over. I meet him, and we go. We do a surf movie. We got surf, and uh, we got surf. Yeah, we got surf. Hal Jepsen filmed us down in Mexico surfing, Swami surfing, and I'm here with you know this guy from Australia, Simon Anderson. Yeah, and uh, and he's got this thruster, and we go and do the movie, and we come back and. He's like, okay, you know, I want to, you know, with Nectar McNabb, he goes, I want to make, you know, three fin surfboards. And McNabb goes, well, dude, twin fins are the only thing selling right now. Yeah. He's all, if you want to sell this three fin thruster, you need to go and win an event. So he goes, okay. So right after that, he went and won the Bells and won the Pipe Masters. <laughs> and from there, three fin thrusters. Yeah. Boom, just Boom. exploded. Yeah. He made me one, Simon, right? And I wrote it. And I mean, it, it, it was a trip. Was he shaping that young too? Like, right? You know, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, we find, we talk about that a lot when we interview like shapers or people yeah. that, you know. Pro surfers back in the day. Yeah, Simon was definitely shaping. Like, yeah. I mean, one of, my, one of my best boards I ever ridden was the Simon. Yeah. Yeah. He shaped me a few. So I, it, it, was, it was crazy. So, so then the thruster comes, right? And the feeling of surfing is... Forever change changes. Yeah, right. You got the speed, but now you got the it's holding hard. Push you know, hard. And this is like you know you look at John John and how he does those fucking top turns. Oh my right? gosh! Well, this is now you know with a twin fin you're like sliding in sixties. Yeah. 
Now you get the feeling of that yeah. carve, you know, drawing lines on the whole face. Yeah. So did Man, you, that just takes you to a different level. We got surf. Where did you guys go? And film We're down to uh, Baja Malibu. Nice. Yeah, down there. And it was just you two, like the. It was just me, Simon Anderson, uh, Greg Foster, and Hal Jepson. Wow. That was it. Just in a car, drove down there, and I don't know what was going on. You yeah. know, and, you're and, making movies, you're hanging out with you know these surfers, with, and I'm like, you know, you don't know at the yeah. time it's happening. Was, was was Simon really protective? Like, was he keeping his board in a board bag, or was you know because Not at that at time, all. Not like, at it was all. this like, guy was open, the coolest. Did he ever. let you try it? Yeah, he let me try it. He made me one. Yeah. You know, but on that, sold that board. They say if I have that board right now, it's like worth fifty thousand bucks. Yes. Like if you I'm have sure. a Simon Anderson that was shaped in the eighties, especially before eighty one, before yeah. it exploded, those boards are worth a lot yeah. of fucking money. Yeah. So that's so cool. I mean, that's that's such a pivotal point in our like surf history. Oh my gosh. You know, yeah. you got it, longboard or shortboard, a twin, you know, single, but the thruster, which is still here today. Yeah. Still dominating. Still dominates. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that was, was it. right there, man. Nectar was like one of the biggest surfboard labels for a while there, right? Yeah. And you were like at the epicenter. Like this area was one of the epicenters for board. Well, the, the team, the <clears throat> Nectar team got Richard Cram, Tom Carroll, Todd Martin, Greg Foster, myself, and Simon. I mean, I was like the team back then, you know, and I'm just like... Tom Carroll wrote for them too, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, so... Uh, I love Tom Carroll. He's like one of my favorite surfers. So when I got to actually hang out, meet him, surf with him, I was just like, unbelievable. It must have been wild. It was a dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, these are the guys crazy. that you're looking up to because they're, in the, they're obviously at the top of their game, but they're coming from Australia. All you see them is in... The mags, you yeah. know, and then yeah. you get these people come in, and that's, you know, back then that was how you knew what was going on around the world. The yeah. magazines that came <clears throat> once a month, and yeah. these guys are showing up. And, and just to talk to them, you know, and, and so, okay, so now I meet all these guys. It comes to that level, it's 81, 82. Now I'm like, I want to do the tour, you know, I want to go, I want to yeah. travel. So I go, and, and I do that all the way until... So was wait, it, wait, was there an event here first? Pro-Ams? That you there were? was the Stubbies. Yeah. And uh, that's the one Gerlach won. And uh, that was like Gerlach turned pro right then. I wasn't ready yet. And, uh, but Ger was ready. Yeah. And, uh, and, but I went pro after that. But I didn't win any major events, but I did good, you know, the Hang 10 series. And yeah. Back, you know, when California did all those series and Parmenter was freaking killing it. Yeah. You know, trying to get, you know in there with that <laughs> so going back i hate to jump around but don't worry like we, we kind of talked about this photo and you do you doing an aerial on a twin fin that's like one of the first ever aerials captured on film there's even one right? before this where i, I uh, divine took a picture of me doing an air and that was uh 1980 79 before <laughs> this before this one yeah so because, you know, I'm sure there's people that debate on what was the first aerial in yeah. the magazine or on film or on... Because there's so many things, like, I think about when I see this, I think of, like, 
Kevin Reed and Davy Smith, and yeah. cause that those are the same guy. Or, yeah, that's that same era, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, right before me, I mean, Kevin <clears throat> Reed was definitely like you know, you're looking at Sean Thompson, Mark Richards, right, okay. ripping the North Shore, remember '75? Yeah. You know? And then you got Kevin Reed up in Santa Cruz doing airs, and, you know. Back then. Yeah, back wow. then. Wow. And got Keckley on the East Coast. That yeah, was the Keckley right. on Keck the East Air. Coast and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, so you got Keckley, you got Kevin Reed, you got David Smith, and um, and and even like you uh, Bird, uh, you know, Bird over in, on the North Shore. Yeah. Uh, Buttons would kind of, you know, like just the way he served, he would almost do airs accidentally. Yeah. Just because he was so loose. Yeah. Right. So now you're like, you know, all these guys, you see this yeah. development of like, oh, wow, a different level of surfing. Yeah, they, they were saying like Bud Long would go so hard off the lip, like he would actually go like... He'd throw his fins out. He'd throw his yeah. fins out. Like, yeah. yeah, like power turns, but turned into air. Yeah. 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 So you you wanted to turn pro, um, and did you were you working at all, or like... Well, I worked at Nectar. Okay. You see, know, saw my all Air spray, yeah, yeah, airbrush. Air building. Or, you know, work the shop, yeah, and uh, and then take off and travel. You know, and yeah. try you know my best, and uh, I travel a lot with Gur and uh, Schmood, Sunny. You put Gur on the team, right? On yeah, the, I put Gur on the team. I remember on Nectar? Uh, on Nectar team. He was living in Arizona. This is like <laughs> following you know, his dad's driving career. He's a little kid, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm on Nectar, and, and my job was to get all the hottest kids, yeah. you know, and you're out there, you know them. You know. talked about so it. So I yeah. got all the hot kids to get on the team, and then, um, and then, and then Gerlach goes, he's in Arizona going, I, I gotta get on the team, man, I gotta get on the team, <laughs> and, um, and, uh, I go, you know, he calls me up. He's like, oh, you got to get me on the team. I go, hey, look, girl, don't even worry about it, dude. You're on the team already in Arizona. You're on the team, okay? Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Get he, back here and get on the team. He's like, dude, you don't even know how stoked. Anyway, he, it just. Talking about Rick Kane. We, yeah, we, we talked definitely. About, <laughs> we talked about you with Gert. We had him a, a couple, what, a year or two ago on the podcast, and he was uh Talking about how how much he looked up to you, yeah, and how much you, he did you did for him back in the day, like. Well, it's kind of funny with Gur. I mean, that's a whole other story. But uh, so he he moves back, right? And I get him on the team. He's doing good, surfing in the vents and killing it. And all of a sudden, he comes to me and he goes, "Dude, my mom has to move back to Arizona to work, and I will not go." The only way I can stay here is if somebody can watch me be a guardian. And I'm only 17 years old. Holy yeah, shit. He's 15. His sister's 12. And we convinced his mom <laughs> that I was 18 and I could take care of these guys. And she went to Arizona and I lived with Gur. And Gur would go, write me a note. I want to go surfing. You know, from school, and I'm like, dude, I can't keep writing you notes to get out of school. You gotta go to school, dude. And then on the weekends, it'd be like, okay, we're going to the contest. And it was just this after that after that. That's hilarious, dude. And, uh, <laughs> I lived with Gerlach and took care of him and his sister. <laughs> it was just chaos. Dude. Yeah, chaos. What a trip. Yeah. So what? When you decided to turn pro, you. Did you decide to turn pro? Like I, yeah, like '82 wasn't like a big, big thing. I just went, you know what? I, I need to start making money. Yeah, you know. 
So uh, who are your sponsors then? Uh, O'Neill, Quicksilver, and uh, well, here's a funny one about Quicksilver. This is how I got on the Quicksilver team. <laughs> so the Echo Beach Challenge, the one that Chris Frohoff won, right? So it's 18, or no, it's 17 and under. That's where it was, 17 and under. And this contest was in September. I just turned 18 in August, but I entered the contest, right? So I'm surfing in the event. I get to the semifinals and somebody narks me out and goes, Glom 17. So <laughs> Bob McKnight pulls me over to the side and goes, I'm gonna ask you this question once. Don't lie to me. How old are you? And I'm all, I'm 18. <laughs> he goes, we gotta pull you out of the contest. I'm yeah. Like, Fuck. I go, the only reason why I'm doing this is because I'm gonna ride for you guys. There was no two divisions, it was just a 17. That was it? Yeah. And uh, and so I pulled out. Yeah. And uh, and I left. And Bob McKnight called McNabb and said, tell John to come up here because that guy showed so much balls coming up here and surfing this event yeah, <laughs> underage so that I want him to ride for us. <clears throat> so I went up to the, you know, the, to the factory and met Quok and all the, all the people up at Quicksilver and I rode for those guys for like eight years. Awesome. And, fucking and, incredible. Until, uh, until Lisa Beach said, we want you to run the team. Life's a Beach Bad Boy Club. So wait, let, before it's, we get to so, that, yeah. here's a Quicksilver. Where, where was the contest? In Newport? Uh, 54th Street. 54th Street, yeah, okay. In Newport. And who, like you made it to the semis. I made it to the semis and they pulled me out and then uh, Frohoff won. I was like, I could beat that guy. Yeah. You know, it's just, because I was in the pinnacle of like competition. Yeah. You know, yeah, you were on. Yeah, you know, thinking you, that you, you know, I can smoke that guy. Yeah, I can smoke that guy. Right. You know, you have to have that attitude for and sure. That confidence, to even you know, indulge yeah. in surfing. Late night <laughs> wishes he had that attitude. Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding me, man? When you're on the beach, you got that attitude. Yeah. yeah. It's so, like, you know. so that's funny. So, Bob said, "How old are you?" Yeah, and I just like you know that was like the like. I, I couldn't lie. Yeah, you know, I just I gotta be honest, <clears throat> and uh, and it worked out. I it got that team, yeah. you know. And you rode for him for eight years. Eight years. That's yeah, crazy. It was great. And know? that was just a few week difference, you know, coming from turning eighteen, and you're like, oh, whatever. I'm so close. Might as well just yeah, wing it. Nobody's yeah. gonna know. So I'm a new eighteener. We talk about like when when you first get sponsored by a clothing company, how fucking psyched you are. Oh, right, Quicksilver too. Oh. Like at that day and age, I yeah. I mean, they they were the the best brand out. Yeah, right? they were solid. Plus, Put that logo know, on your board. That team, you know, that team roster. Everybody on that team was yeah. like, you know, being a part of that. Yes. Yeah. You know, Kong and you know Carol, Chappie James, Bruce Raymond, <laughs> yeah. Chappie. I mean, it's just like yeah, that you know, <clears throat> I yeah. loved it. I just love that. You know, that hardcoreness of it. You know, I wanted to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I got to be it. Surf hard, party hard. Yeah. And so that was super fun. Always going up to Newport, you know, go up there, hang out with Quad and Preston. Great people. Jeff Parker. All great friends. Parker. Dude, how many shots from Mike Morey do you probably have? Uh, I don't know. I mean. I'm going to have to ask him. Yeah. He's been putting up some gems of, of some. Uh, 
archive stuff that you're just I got like, a good one at 54th yeah. Street from Survey. <clears throat> Survey's always been like kind of around, you know. Yeah. So he's got a lot of footage of me. But the guy who has the most footage of me is Sonny Miller. Wow. Who was like, you know, was my best friend. Yeah. And this guy, like when I met Sonny, that was like about the time, right when I turned pro. So early 80s, you know, 82, 83. Yeah. And what, and I know Sonny Miller's uh, known for making Rip Curl movies. He was The Search, right? Yeah. He was in, well, he was really known for, back in the day, uh, The Flash. You know, getting the water housing flash. out. Oh, you know, okay. Getting those flash shots in the tube and stuff Got like it. that. And, uh, That's what put him on the map. And, and so when he was beginning to become a photographer, and I was beginning, becoming to be a pro surfer, we just worked together. Mm. And, you know, he bettered his skill, and I was a subject. And from that, I, you know, have a lifetime of pictures. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, you know, just snap or tube rides and yeah. stuff like that. I got tons. And, and, uh, and, and I mean, just to have a, a solid travel buddy too, and somebody that, you know, like yeah. a partner in crime, but yet you're both benefiting out of that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, that was definitely it. Funny. What's funny though is, like, were you making money from the photos? Were you getting photo incentives yet? Or? I made just enough money just to, you know, get through yeah. to the next week or the next month. Yeah, because pro know. surfing was still pretty. Yeah, I mean, evolving, I was, I was right? stuck because my contests were paid for, my travel was paid for, and I had some money to travel. But it was just enough just to make it. Yeah. So then when I got money for, you know, a photo in the mag that was paying a bill or yeah. put towards yeah. you know, spending money on the trip or stuff like that, you know. But did, you, did know, you even barely making it, but I didn't care because yeah. I was just like in a dream, you know. For sure. I mean, that's sure. you're in your prime, you're young, you're just ambitious and just like what better way to spend your day than start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. And then, and so, you know, living like that, it was, it was unreal. And then like the Beach Bad Boy Club comes to me and says, hey, you want a job? And I'm like, oh, wait. So who, who started that? Um, Mark Simo and Brian Simo, they're twin brothers and Beaver via the Sockus. And they're from the East Coast and they moved out here. But they're surfers? Well, not really. No, okay. They're kind of like motocrosser dudes, right? And the only reason why these guys even got into surfing was because of Dave Kennedy. Yeah. And he's from Florida, so he knew him from Florida, but Kennedy was like, you know, traveling, doing yeah. a tour and stuff like that. And so he was really good friends with them, and so he talked them into creating a surf part of it. Wow. And so they did that, and uh, but it was mostly skating, motocross kind of stuff, right? And then surfing got involved. But nobody surfed, nobody was really attached to surfing, yeah. so that's where they pulled me in and said, you're attached to surfing, so why don't you come in and help us build this thing up for the surf industry? And I'm like, wow, you know, I mean, that means I got to leave Quicksilver. But at that time in my life, I was like going, you know, fuck, what am I going to do? Yeah. Did you, you know, have any gonna... success? On, on, you went overseas and competed on that? On yeah. Some events? I, you know, I did pretty good. I didn't really get like, you know, the number two in the world or anything like that. Correct. Yeah. But it was enough just to, just to make it. Yeah. So I went, okay, I'm either going to like change everything and really jam on it and become top 10 surfer or do I want to just kind of maybe still live this dream without the pressure and have of more competing, job security which that's where it was it was yeah. like you can still go make movies you can go surf in an event go travel but you don't have to worry about being number one or 
being in the top rank. Yeah. More importantly, you just need to promote, take care of the guys, and build our name into the surfing industry. So was life's was it already called Life's a Beach or mm-hmm. okay? Well, it started Bad Boy Club. Okay. Slash Life's a Beach. That was like their surf segment. Yeah, of the- but it was mainly everything they were making was Bad Boy Club. You know, so when I did get in there, it was Bad Boy Club, which was with Johnny Boy, which was the perfect surfer for you yeah. Know, the did whole you thing. did you put that together? I did you um, bring Johnny Boy on, or it was kind of a mix of uh, Kennedy, myself, mm. um, Beaver, you know, because Beaver was like the one that was most connected to surfing and uh, and closest to us. Mm-hmm. Where Mark and Brian were more like the business, the business guys and building and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, he got picked up through kind of like all of us, right? Like we need that guy. Yeah, we need that guy. He's just a perfect guy for it, you know? Yeah. And um, so we kind of hunted him down for it and uh, and got him going. So was he the first sponsored surfer? And then, yeah. Yeah. So then we got him and then Sonny wants to be involved because he's a bad boy. Yeah. And so he got involved and now he's riding for us. And then came Shmoo and then came a bunch of other dudes that are on the North Shore that are gnarly. And so we had this fucking crew of bad boy club dudes yeah. that were, you know, from the North Shore and stuff. Like real bad boy. Yeah, like real bad boys. <laughs> and, and then Lisa Beach was more of the kind of more fun California more, lifestyle, yeah. like kind of brand. The beach style yeah. kind so, of thing. Yeah. That's a big decision to make. You're eight years deep with Quicksilver. Yeah. Right? Um, and you were just writing for him, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I did some other stuff to him for him. Yeah, did stuff for him. I've made uh, patches and logos and t-shirt designs and mm-hmm. paintings and stuff like that yeah. for them. Because you were starting to have opportunities outside of pro surfing, right? Yeah. Like competitive surfing. Yeah. You, you were already doing art for people, doing Yeah, well, with the bubble gum. And yeah. And Quicksilver, I did a lot of you know, artwork with them. And yeah. So it's always been this mix of artwork and surfing yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah, and, and that was the same with Life's of Beach Bad Boy Club. I came in and, and developed more of an art, um, a surfing artistic feel mm-hmm. for them, you know, and not this, you know, tattoo, graffiti, hardcore yeah. street life look, you know. They had artists that, you know, Boogaloo and this guy Doze, they were like more that kind of hardcore, you know, artists, and they yeah. designed the Bad Boy Club yeah. character. And then I came in more to surf. So, so, so cool. So what they, yeah. they said for, they tapped you to be the team manager for, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, Take care of these 230 people, individuals from skateboarding, snowboarding, surfing, musicians to actors to all kinds of characters. Crazy. And, uh, and doing that. And I did that for another eight years. Right. And, and was it okay, how good, good money? Like did they Oh yeah, 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 and I got to travel. Like, and, that's yeah. a huge roster, but I forgot how big they were. They actually took over the Stubbies, like <clears> Beach. <throat> yeah, know? like they took over that event, and they had like, a, I mean, it was a kind of a short run, and yeah. in retrospect, of like, you know, brands in our industry, but they were they were big for a while. Yeah, and I mean, did you go to school? Did you go to college or no? No. Yeah. I went high school. Straight out of high school. Yeah. To traveling the world. Yeah. And that's the best experience. Yeah. And so, you know, you starting to 
handle 250 different personalities. Yeah. That takes a lot of experience and learn, you know, you gain a lot of experience. develop that, you know, but I mean, I kind of just had that with like Nectar, you know, building the team and just dealing with those types of things, you know, it just kind of developed a skill with it. So when I did get to Bad Boy Club, Life's a Beach, I kind of had that skill. You had that, yeah. And then I just fine tuned it then, you know, I mean, you know, make everything up as you go. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's funny to hear, like Larson was saying, you know, they did con, they took over the stubbies, and I'm sure they did all kinds of other events that you probably had to. to um, little events, but not that. That was the big event. That yeah, was Oceanside. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I, I had to go down there and run that thing with uh, Linden, <laughs> Gary Linden. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I mean, that was. I mean, that was the. Gerlach was writing for Life's a Beach at that time. Yeah, yeah. And so how, I'm sure you had something to do with that then, right? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And who else is there? Because <clears throat> he was with Gotcha? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And you wrote for Gotcha too? Or? No, no. Always Quicksilver. Always Quick, yeah. yeah. Quick to Life's the Beach Bad Boy Club, and yeah. And that was it. After I did that, I retired from Life's the Beach Bad Boy Club in 93 and moved to Hawaii just with my chick, Wendy. And uh, lived there for a few years. And what was that? What was that? Just needed a different. I just needed a break. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been so deep building trade show booths, yeah. team, movies, travel. I just went. I need to kind of just simple kind of come into myself. Yeah. You know, and I have a project and this and that and people and blah blah blah. So I took a break and went to uh, went to Maui, ninety three, and Gerlock told um, Chris Lassen. <laughs> over on the North Shore one day that he should look me up because Lassen was interested in creating a, a clothing company yeah. with his name. So I get a phone call from Lassen and he's like, hey, let's meet, you know? So I meet him and I go, okay, you know, I'll get you going, I'll get you started. You know, so I worked on that project for like two years and got it to a point where I went, okay, here you go, yeah. I'm done. Cause, wow. You know, he, you know, he's a little trippy. Yeah, because different look. kind of guy, and uh, and I can only work for, you know with that guy for so long. <laughs> and, uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, and so then after that, so that you know is going, I come back, and I uh, I hook up with Donovan Frankenreiter, and he goes, dude, you gotta drive the bus on tour. This is when he was in Sunchild. This is like what ninety five, yeah, yeah ninety five. So I drove him around the United States in an old school bus that we had mocked for Life's a Beach to do a tour. Yeah. So we took that bus and just kind of buffed it out for Donovan. Yes. And went around and did that tour around America. And that took like a month to do, which was crazy. (laughs) And then after that, I, um, that is when I started thinking about shaping and making my own brand, which was BYB. And then that's when I developed BYB circuits. Backyard boards. And, and what year was that? 95? 98. <clears throat> yeah. 97 was when I was thinking about it. Yeah. And, and what sparked you? Just wanted to have your own brand and be the own boss? And Yeah. I just, you know, I had these visions of what I wanted to do, yeah. you know, with all the things that I've done, you know, team building. Yeah. And I wanted to shape and I had to look for, you know, for the boards, which was the art. Yeah. You know, so I wanted to combo the two. And, uh, and I was doing that stuff for Nectar too. 
you know, real elaborate airbrushes and uh -huh. Posca pin uh, art pieces. And, you know, doing that and developing it, it's always been in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something like this. You know, so I, that's when I developed BYB and started drawing. And that was like kind of at the same time with Lost and Drew Brophy. Yeah. So I remember at trade show booths, you know, it'd be like this competition of like, who's drawing what? Who's got more people at their booth? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Which is great. Who's drawing crazier shit? Yeah. You know? And uh, those trade shows were fun, but they were, I mean, if you had to work them, yeah, it was a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's a lot. Because the it's like you said, a lot. Yeah, setting up the booth and then having to like be on point all day long. And, oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's a lot of work. But you know, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, because you're showing off your stuff. You yeah, know? I mean, they're so costly though too, right? What? How much? What? They, they cost a lot. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I had little techniques of how yeah. I would do that. You know, like I'd go to the go to Florida and I look at the booth and I go, hmm, okay, let's go to Home Depot. Yeah. And just go and grab shit and then come back and mock up a booth. Yeah. You know? But yeah. then that was the first one. <laughs> the second one I figured out how to create a booth, pack it down, and then build it back up. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's like it's kind of like Re reusable. You're like, well if we're doing two or three shows a year, it makes sense to kind of like yeah. repurpose. Reuse, make it simplify. But yeah. usually I would just give everybody everything yeah. at the end of the show. You know, no. that lived in Florida. I'm like, dude, you want that? You want that? Take it, take it. I ain't taking it. I'm not going home with this crap. I'm not crazy. Yeah, no way. You know? Yeah. So BYB, what was the reasoning, the name? Just thought of uh, the boards Because I was making boards in my backyard. So, you know, it just kind of came to me, you know, just out of frustration talking. Yeah. And, uh, and I just went, you know, I just want to make my own boards, you know, in the fucking backyard, fuck it, backyard boards, you know? And so when I said that, thought of it, I pictured the logo in my head. Yeah. So I drew it up and then I called my buddy Lau and I go, Lau, this is it, backyard boards, you know, and LB. And they're like, fuck, backyard boards. And then Lau goes, bro, it's BYB. And I'm all, BYB, yeah, that's it, right. And so now I pictured that logo, so, which yeah. is the logo you see. And um, and then the rest is history for that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but the funny thing is, I create this company, and I don't, you know, no money to build it. Just yeah. want to build it out of just love, you know, you know, and creativity. And I get a phone call from Sonny Garcia. <laughs> I'm gonna write for you. I'm all, uh, Sonny. I, I don't got any money or anything. I don't care. I write for you now. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> You're writing for me, bro. And then. Uh, then he has to go and win the world championship in 2000 on our label. <laughs> like, oh boy, Blowing are up. we ready for this? You know, and uh, but we were, and we did it until 9/11. Yeah, changed everything. Yeah, and then I just like whoa, changed like that was when I came to the realization of like okay, I got kids because when I birthed BYB, we had two kids right after that, 99 and 2001. So I got this company, two babies, and 9-11 happens, and now I'm like looking at like the world going, wow, man, what am I gonna do? This is really weird. Yeah. You know, because most of our money was from the East Coast. Yeah. Nobody for like two years bought anything back then after wow. that. Yeah. So that's when I went and gave it to LB and said, look, you and Mulhern, 
you know, you can make money, just build the boards yeah. and just do it. I'm moving to Hawaii to go raise my kids and just focus on my kids. Nice. And I did that for, you know, 17 years. And now they're out to college and now here I am with you guys. Yeah. And uh, now I'm just like changing everything around to just straight art and surfboards, you know, elaborate pieces of art. That's killer. Well, there's definitely like a, I mean, as we've grown up, whether it's chart house or some surf shop or some, somebody's store, like, you know, wall art and boards has always been around forever, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it's a niche that, you know, it's either an iconic, you know, shape that, it, you know, was famous because somebody won an event on or somebody's ex-pro model or just a beautiful piece of artwork. Like, yeah, there's a lot it, of opportunities. It seems like now people really want to collect the old classics. Yeah. Right? You know, vintage antiques that, you know, mean a lot to the industry, yeah. the surf world. And also, they want these elaborate art pieces to hang in the yeah. house, yeah. you know? Didn't you just do a, a sick mural somewhere? Where, where I just, was that? Yeah, in Oceanside. Um, I did it for these uh, really cool guys, um, Ocean Park Partners. And uh, it's uh, this guy Bryce and his brother Brent. And they have a partner, Drew Brees. Hmm. And, uh, Drew Brees is the football player? Yeah. Okay. And they own... <laughs> the only Drew Brees I know. Yeah, right? <laughs> Super cool guy. <laughs> So they hired me because they wanted these murals. You know, they've been dreaming about it. And yeah. Actually, before I even came back to Encinitas, and uh, I accidentally just ran into Bryce, and he goes, "Dude, I've been thinking about this mural, man. I don't know who to contact. You know how to do that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do that." And so I, heard, you know, went and met him, and he goes, showed me this hundred foot by twenty foot wall. Huge. Oh he goes, God. "Do you think you can draw a wave on there?" And I'm, you know, I'm looking at it going, "Whoa." <laughs> This yeah. thing is serious, but yeah, I can do it. Sick. That's amazing. And, uh, and so they um, they had me do two waves on two walls, and they have some other uh, walls that they're thinking about having me do. And uh, I went and did it. It was it was insane. Yeah. It was really fun to do, you know. And I really like working with giant scale like that. Yeah. So. Well, it's cool because that's gonna create a new spark for what you're doing, right? Yeah. Help you. Get your name out there again. And yeah. I mean, this get, is all I want to do. I just want to paint. Yeah. And create. You know, and if I can make a living at doing that, I'm living the dream. Yeah. And if you could make money doing what you love to do, you're doing good. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and that's what I'm shooting for. So you were on Maui for what, 20 years, you said? Just about. Yeah. You know, and and um, it was amazing. Kids are off to school. Kids are off to college. Yeah. It worked out great. And the kids are just amazing because... My daughter Kaya, she's a she's like a writer, like a you know comedian. Her dream is to you know work on SNL and write skits for that. Awesome, and, and she's a really good storyteller. And then my boy Carver is studying to be um, aerospace engineer. Shut the fuck up. So this guy's like you know he's unbelievable. Wicked smart. smart. Not, yeah, he's Love telling him. me get my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, who are you? You're my kid. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, they're my number one fans. Yeah. yeah they, they're awesome. Do they get into surfing too, obviously? You know, Carver's like, uh, you know, I, I took him surfing, gave him a longboard, and he, he surfs like Joel Tudor. Sick. He just gets up, sands, cruises. Yeah. It's just like in the blood. Yeah. My daughter, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she just Kaya and Carver. Yeah. Nice. 
Nice. I mean, Mal Mal growing up in Maui is obviously paradise, but you know, to be a surfer, pretty much on any of the Hawaiian Islands, you got you got to be freaking pretty gun ho and nuts, like to really yeah. embrace. There's a lot of swell. Yeah, Lending with I mean, six it, feet over there. It's a different kind. Yeah, it's not like here you just go to the beach and jump in. Yeah, you yeah. got to paddle out. Yeah, you know, to places and rocks and reef yeah. and, and the locals and and you know, and it's like you know, you're gonna drive a race car on a racetrack. This is where you're at. Yeah, so you gotta be ready to roll. Yeah, you know, it ain't like for the soft-hearted. No, <laughs> gun ho for yeah. sure. You better be. And I mean, it's crazy because there are so many hot kids over there. Yeah, definitely. Ripping. Oh, so yeah. much talent. All the yeah. items. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, especially the past couple of years with, uh, with coaching. Yeah. You know, uh, we had Doug Silva on. Silva. Yeah. You, I you grew probably, up with Silva too. Yeah. Yeah. You probably grew up with Silva. Yeah. Um, Back in the Nectar days. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote for Nectar yeah. too, right? Yeah. yeah. Line Brothers. Yeah, Tony Brothers, Todd Martin, Martin yeah, Doug Silva. I got pictures of all of us in, back in those days, man. We'll have to. That's a pretty. That's a pretty deep crew, dude. Man. That era, like for sure. Yeah. We yeah. talk about this with you know people from up and down the coast. How, dude, that was probably the last uh, multi-person group out of Encinitas. Pretty much. Right? Like, yeah. that many good surfers? Yeah. Because, I mean, after you, right? pack. Rob Machado, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And then, who yeah. else? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, well, it's hard. Not too many people. I mean, when you get well, a you know what? There's a kid like now, right now, uh, Jake Marshall. Jake Marshall's ripping, and, yeah. Yeah, he's from Encinitas, and he's <clears> killing it. Killing you know? it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like there was a pack, and then there's like a Machado, and then a couple other guys, and now this Jake guy. Yeah. You know, so um, I don't know. It's a trip. You know, sometimes there's a bunch, and sometimes it's just one or two. Yeah. Because even like the South Bay, yeah. fucking, there's tons of guys back in the day. Frohoff, Morella. Robinsons. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so many. And then, and then, but since then, it's like, whoa, like who who came out of the South Bay? Yeah. Not not you know maybe Alex Gray. Yeah, but yeah. you know, like it's instead of five and, and or six, it's five like one or two. two. Yeah, and there are. Then it became Saint Clemente is like the freaking. That's the new breeding yeah. ground. But yeah. like, I mean, Santa Cruz had their same kind of. There was an era yeah. of the nineties, man. How many good guys oh, came out during oh, the nineties? Yeah. So like, many. You know, now there's you know guys, and you got you know Nat Young and a couple guys that have you know taken taken the charge now. But I mean, that nineties group was nuts. Yeah. And yes, definitely. We gotta apologize for Huntington Beach, but you know you had Bud Lamas and then nobody. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> Bud Lamas, you're so down. J Lars, we had, we had a lot of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. We had the D Boss, and we had. I mean, Colby Outlaw had a quick run, and right. Harmoner, and we had Brett Simpson, bro. Brett Simpson, oh, Jeff yeah, Deffenbaugh. Brett. Yeah, I said that, and then we had. Timmy Reyes, and Timmy Reyes, Kanoa, Iragashi, and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of good talent coming. Yeah, Ron Quigley, Ron Quigley, yeah, another yeah. surfer artist. Yeah, I remember him. So you, you, I read you did a poster for Eddie Vedder in a tour tour poster. Yes. Right? How yeah. was that? How'd that come about? So, this is a funny story. <laughs> so me and Eddie went to school together. Why? Shut the front door. Yeah. Um, Here. San Diego High School. Yeah. 
And I went out with this girl, and he went out with this other girl, but those girls were best friends. Mm. And so I'd meet up at the house <laughs> where Eddie's chick lived, and Eddie would show up. But back then, I, you know, he's not any better, you know, what he is now. Yeah. He was just a dude named Eddie. And, uh, you know, I'd see him, hey, what's up, Eddie? I'd see him at school, you know, and we didn't really hang out or anything. It was just passing. Yeah. And um, he wasn't but we surfing. all knew the same people, right? He didn't surf back then, though. He didn't. Uh, yeah, he, he did. Actually. Oh, did he? Okay. He did surf a little bit. And um, and then, you know, obviously he went up and did that. I you know, haven't seen him or, you know, but I, I just knew his name and I know his brothers. And, uh, and um, so how this happened was Sonny Miller had been doing a lot of footage with him filming and making videos and music and stuff like that. Well, so they come over in 2011, they come over to Maui to do a filming. You know, that's stuff where he's playing the, the, his one song with the ukulele and he's on that rock out in the ocean. That's off Molokai. It's this little pinnacle of rock in the ocean. And they fucking land him there on a helicopter with a chair. And he just sits there and plays the ukulele when the helicopter flies around and filmed him, you know, studies so him. So after all that, they came over to my house and hung out. So we're just hanging out, talking, and Eddie's looking at my art and stuff like that. I got pictures of all this stuff too. So and uh, he goes, dude, I gotta do a concert. I want you to you know, do, a, do a poster. I'm like, of course, fuck, of course I'll do a poster. He goes, okay. And so he hooked me up with the, the guy who's in charge, and then that guy just keeps calling me going, you know, is the art ready? And this is how you send it. And so I sent it to him. and. And boom, I got a poster. That's sick. <laughs> I did this wave, you know, with his name in the barrel. Sick. What a trip. So, so did, did you guys know, did you remember him from back then? Yeah, yeah. And I told him that. And he goes, oh my God, I do remember that. So you know, we laughed. It was really funny. And, uh, and yeah, and so I scored that. And, you know, every once in a while, like, I talk to his brother and, you know, and say hi. But obviously, you know, our worlds, you know, sometimes the world's, come together and sometimes they're just separate for sure. I'm doing this, he's doing that, and sometimes yeah. they kind of come together, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'll probably see him more now that I'm here. Yeah. yeah. You know, more chances. So I, I, pull, I pulled up, you got you got a Japanese surfer cover doing a, a, a non-air air. Oh yeah, that's, that's a, uh, that's Sonny it, Miller. It, holy shit. Is that? So Sonny Miller took that, we were just goofing off one day. You got I, I, I got so many pictures of, of me doing stuff like that. I did an uh, ad for 91X one time where we went to my friend's house, uh, the pool, and I just jumped off the diving board with my surfboard to make it look like I was doing an air. And boom, <laughs> 91X! <laughs> Cut the ad. But that, that was just like, you know, goofing off and stuff like that. And he sent it to Japan, and they did a full article on him, and they used me for the cover. That's and awesome. I got the, the spread of that magazine is me in the barrel just going... It's just that perfect tube at Baja. Sick. And, uh, but yeah, man, you kidding me? I was blessed. I was lucky to get that. Yeah, right? Yeah. I didn't even know they had, like, they had a night surfer, like, right yeah. over there. Yeah. Did you, what were, like, some of your favorite places you traveled to? Like, you did some wow. contests overseas, and did you just do any, some... I love Australia. Yeah. You know, it's like Disneyland, you know? For surfers. But, um, Africa was pretty rad. Wow. Just because it's just, like... I don't know, it's just a different part of the world. It just looks so gnarly, you know, and the waves and just being down there. And uh, that was a fun trip. 
Was that with Sunny and, and uh, magazines or just that was travel? That was ASP tour. Okay. Yeah, me and Greer cruising. I remember uh, Ronnie Burns um, picking me up doing laundry. I was walking with my clothes and he just pulls up and goes, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, I gotta go to the laundry. He goes, me too, jump in. <laughs> I'm all right. Me and Ronnie Burns just cruising. In so, Africa, going yeah. to do laundry. It's like, well, I mean, you know, it's like those kinds of things in your life that you couldn't plan. Yeah. You know, but you're in that position and like magic happens. Yeah. You know, but definitely, I mean, I don't know. I mean, everywhere I've been is amazing. Been rad. Yeah. Right? Like, I've scored waves all around the world. There's only two times that I've been skunked. That was a, a contest in Japan and the contest in uh, Florida, uh, Wave Wizards. <laughs> wave Wizards. Wave Wizards, it was so small, they had to take a boat to make waves drive by. It oh, was so tiny. I've heard <laughs> that. That's so crazy. Wave Wizards, that was like, where was that? Like Miami or, it was down there somewhere. I had that, I had a contest in Argentina get called off in like the quarters because there was like no waves. Yeah, just, they tried to run it for like, the t- when the tide just, see if a little, Little, little ripple would come in, they're like, that's it. It's they were trying to like rip our way like this. <laughs> Wish I had a boat though. Probably would have ran it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so cool. I mean, we, we talk about traveling and how, you know, it's like Lyndon said, it's such a life lesson and you, you gain so much knowledge. Like, you know, just yeah. simple things like getting your laundry done and doing this. Like, you're just winging it. You don't even probably think about you know any of that yeah. stuff when you're traveling like i don't even yeah, care I'm gonna change. it's all made up as you go you know like and back then i mean yeah no guys, cell phones yeah <laughs> no gps no you can't no ubers no freaking maps or well well i remember like when i was in africa and i like go to call my chick i, I, I could talk to her twice because it was just such a hassle and expensive time. yeah you know, to yeah. get the phone because you had to dial, talk to the operator. The operator goes, "Okay, we got to call America. America then has yeah. to call phone number." It's yeah. just like wait, you get her. You're like, "Hey, man, how's it going? I really love you. Everything's great. Okay, all right, goodbye." Yeah, <laughs> ten dollars later. Yeah, <laughs> it's like zero one one plus one. Yeah, <laughs> you remember uh, that? Oh, it was the worst. Having to dial from yeah from Japan or something. You're just I mean, like talk about you know hardcore traveling nowadays. It's like those kids don't even know what it was dude. like back then. They're yeah. so spoiled. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. yeah, those days were gnarly. Sleeping in board bags, you know. And, and then just going on the fact that, like, dude, I can't call anybody. Yeah. You know? You just got to make it. Makes you find yourself. Makes you appreciate what you, you know, you have. And, and you know, life's not that difficult when you're in your happy zone. Which right. is, yeah. you know, right. all, you, all you care about is feeding yourself, and surfing somewhere killer the next day. Simple. Simple. You know, like, easy waves, being, cool buzz, right? Uh, fun. <laughs> yeah, something about keeping it simple, you know? Yeah. How, Keep it <laughs> Yeah. How was Japan? We love, I mean, me, me and Lyndon have gone there quite a bit. And, you know, you like South Africa because probably the culture and the waves yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But the, I mean, Japan is. Well, I love Japan too. You yeah. Know? It's like, That's what I mean. The, cult, you know, like, the culture. Even though, you, even though you got skunked, it's still probably one of the most memorable trips. Well, I got skunked, but then I scored when I went the back. The Kanas got skunked. I mean, yeah. yeah. So it made up for it. Yeah. yeah. Miyazaki or. Uh, um, well, I land in Osaka, but I go to um, Shikoku Island. Shikoku. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was great. That's a little warmer too down there. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and and the, the surfing culture there is huge too, you know? Huge. Well, huge. it's so crazy because it's like a family, you know? I mean, the surf culture, you know, even some people who don't surf, yeah. but that are a part Spectators of Spectators and just you know? fans of the sport. Yeah, yeah. family and, and, you know, these are families that you're friends with forever. Yeah. You know, I can go there anytime, knock on the door yeah. and you're welcome. And uh, and we're still in contact with these people. You know? Yeah. Did I see a, a Lanty logo on one of your boards one time? It's the right for Lanty. Yeah. 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 That was nice. Those were really nice wetsuits. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> they were around a long. I mean, they were one of the OG like yeah. brands back. It's funny. Like yeah. not too many people rode for Lanty. Like only it seemed like only like the best surfers did. Like you. Fletcher. Seriously, you <laughs> the Fletchers, uh, Archie. Arch. Archie rode for him, I think. It wasn't many people. No. Yeah. Yeah. But those suits were so nice. Yeah. Perfectionists over yeah. there. They measured like every inch of your body. Yeah. I mean, speaking of wetsuits, I have not worn a wetsuit oh, in no. 20 years. <laughs> After living in Hawaii. So you have to say Everyone here is going, what are you surfing? I'm like, I got to get a wetsuit. They have improved <laughs> quite a bit. I'm going to tell you that. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> but it's still... Dude, still oh. wetsuit. So I still have to get used to getting in a wetsuit and go paddle out. <laughs> have you surfed yet since you've been back? No, it's been too damn cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too spoiled, man. Dude, just, I believe it. You know, living in Hawaii like that is just oh, well, they are they are a lot better, but still, I'm sure it's going to take a. It, it's going to be shocking. I just know, no matter how warm that water is, it's going to be like, oh yeah. god. Yeah. I remember being cold in Hawaii. So yeah. <laughs> we also got to bring up your your surf coloring book. Yeah, artwork by John Glone. So you, you you took a handful of some fun designs for, for yeah. I just I have you know I just have so many drawings and uh, and I've been kind of dreaming about making a coloring book. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine who was at a printer's doing a, a job asked them you know what else do you guys do and they said we do coloring books and this and that. Yep. So he called me up and goes, dude, I got this guy. These guys are good. They can make coloring books. Let's do it. And so he, uh, he's the, my computer guy, Scott Anderson. Yeah. And, um, and so I put everything together and shot it over to him. And he made it, you know, sent it to him, you know, on the uh, computer. Yep. And uh, they printed it up. That's awesome. And that's such a great a idea. And, and what a way to showcase art. But how fun. Because, I mean, as a kid doodling waves and you know making your own waves on everything whether yeah. it's your school book to your folder to your paper to, and yeah. you know like that's what we you know I, I use, <laughs> not right. so great artists like myself it's still try to make the perfect wave <laughs> yeah and now you, you have still it. have fun with it yeah are you selling those online or would uh they're selling like at surf shop sick it's anita's hansons you know a couple awesome. other shops up uh, north and uh, eventually, you know, I mean, the, the objective is to get them in all the surf shops. Yeah. And uh, and do a, uh, a uh, well, there is an online uh, store that you can go to, yeah. surfcoloringbook.com. And you can pick up a coloring book through there. There's other artists, too, that uh, we picked up that are going to, that have coloring books, too. Local artists around here. Yeah. And then, you know, we've talked to Phil Roberts and Rick Ratfield. Uh, Possibly making one. You know? Sick. They, they go, God, this is fun. Do, yeah. do a little collab. And yeah, you know, and it's like everybody it can have their own coloring book and, 
and kind of do it their own way. And, and this would be such a, you'd think an easy sell and how stoked, you know, kids yeah. would be and parents yeah. and like. I mean, every, everywhere, we, you know, we're just starting. Yeah. And uh, we put it in the surf shops and you put it on the counter. And now that there's no more surfer or surfing magazines, that's like the only surf magazine. It's a cool really gift. Is. And you can color it. Yeah. It's a killer gift for the Yeah. For the kids are stoked, but even yeah. like adults, you know, you just wave the flag, your board. Yeah. You color until the swell comes up. That's so cool. <laughs> well, congrats on that, man. Thank I, you. I mean, I, 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 like I said, every surf shop should be carrying that. Heck yeah. Yeah, eventually. Eventually. Well, after they listen to the podcast, they're gonna right. blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> Orders are coming in. Volume one's gonna be like outdated. We gotta get on going to Tarrua for a little celebration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to say that's kind of one of the best places I've been. I was just gonna say that's a break. That's a hit list right there. I've never yeah. been. Lars been. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. Sweet. Not enough. I, I'll go back anytime. Anytime. <laughs> We're going. Sign me up. <laughs> Let's go do a broadcast over there. I know, right? <laughs> Beautiful, warm, and the people, and the food, and the fishing, and I mean, it just checks every box. Yeah. I mean, just the journey <laughs> to get there is like crazy, you know? Yeah. Uh, I love it. Have you uh, surfed any wave pools? Yeah, I've surfed many. I've surfed the Irvine and uh, the Disney, but I haven't surfed Slater's, which I'd like to. Yeah. Come on, Slater. I want to surf it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, and, go. Uh, I'm sure he gets nobody asking that. Yeah. Right. I don't know about it. <laughs> But yeah, but I hear they're building all kinds of wave pools. Yeah. So um, Palm Springs, that area, there's gonna be like five or six of them. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. I want to go play in those. Yeah. Warm. Yeah. No, that's it. Bust out a new. Slater's gets cold in the winter, but like yeah. Palm Springs, I'm sure will be pretty chilly in the winter. But I mean, nice yeah. time of the year. Super hot. Well, hopefully the yeah. pool's warm. Yeah. <laughs> Heat it up. <laughs> For sure. And you now that you're back, I mean. Uh, you got to get part of the uh, Encinitas Riders Club. I know. I mean, those guys just surfed this weekend. They yeah. won. Awesome. They won, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. All my old yeah. bros. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, let me get used to the wetsuit first. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, before I dip into that. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait. It's cool. Yeah. I'm stoked to be back. And yeah. I'm going to um, just got make some boards and do some murals and just keep doing what I love to do. Yeah. If, if anyone wants to uh, find a John Glom piece of yeah. art, yeah, where, where do they go? Right now, like, you just follow me on Instagram, um, Hit, John Glom yep. artist mm -hmm. on Instagram, and uh, otherwise, I'm building a you know a store, JohnGlom.com, and I'm in the works of that. Awesome. But I've been so busy with projects. I mean, I, I have a lot of projects, which That's is awesome. great. I love projects. Yeah. Because it's something like starting something and finishing it. Yeah. Being completed and go, yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, that's what I love about the murals. You know? Yeah. You yeah. can start it and then finish it and then they're happy. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, what's the next project? You know? That's a big piece of art, too, that's going to live on for a while. Definitely the biggest piece I did. Yeah. Right there, the 100 Super foot by rad. 20 foot. I mean, I've done restaurants. Whole restaurants and stuff, and uh, and other you know walls, but that was definitely the biggest wall. Yeah. Cool. But now that I've done it, I know I can handle it. Yeah. You know, at first I was like intimidated, going, "Ooh, can I even do this?" You yeah. Know, kind of questioned myself, and I just went, "You know what? You just gotta do it." Yeah. You know, and once I just started, 
it just happened. And then all of a sudden it was done. I was like, all right, I did it. Look at that. How cool. Yeah. I mean, Where's I didn't like it, you know? I mean, yeah. you know, you paint something, you're like, oh, yeah, there you go. But every time I look at it, I'm like, I can't believe I did that. You know? Yeah. I'm so it's to learn, you know, learn too. Like, you know, that is a, a big project. And, and now that you got that confidence, you're like, dude, I could, I'm, I, that was fun. I'm going to bring it. It's like surfing Hollywood on that yeah. day. You're like, what? Let's do this. Now so, I can handle it. Now, now that I know. Lots of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lots of opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, I mean. Yeah. That was, thank you for sitting down with us. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Taking I mean, your time out. And I know you're, you guys you got rock. a lot of stuff going on. And we uh, have some photos of some of these iconic uh, yeah. artwork boards over here. Well, I'm stoked. I'm stoked on you guys. This is yeah. awesome, man. Keep up this good work. and It's great to hear the stories from everybody. Yeah. You know, this is a great avenue, yeah. you know, for, for people to tell the stories. And, and there are many stories. I mean, I've just talked to you about, you know, a fraction. Like this, right? Yeah. Every one of those stories that I've told you are inner stories. Yeah. Deep stories. Gnarly stories. <laughs> yeah. Some stories you can't even tell. That'll be episode two. Episode two is just the bad boy life's a beach era and how much uh, gnarly <laughs> right, we might have to do another one. <laughs> hey, uh, Johnny boy, uh, we're going to have to uh, cut your pay. What? I'm coming over there now. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> just kidding. All right, I'll tell you this one story. Yes. <laughs> Johnny boy story. It's crazy. So, um, I rented this house called like, you know, a Cub, Cub Scout house, you know, it's got bunk beds and everything. It's this huge house. And in there is all the Aussies, uh, like uh, Box and, and um, anyways, all these Aussies, they're all crazy. I got Schmoo, <laughs> I got uh, the California kids, you know, there's a big crew of us in this house. North and, Shore? North Shore, it's Liza Beach Bad Boy Club house. And um, so we're there one day, and I'm kicking back with the Aussies. The waves are flat, and I'm and I'm sitting on the couch, and it's behind the door. So the door goes flying open, and I'm like, "Whoa, who's this?" And the three Aussies are over here on the couch, right? And it's Johnny Boy. He's like, "Where's Glow?" You know, pissed, right? I'm like, "Whoa, okay." So I come around the corner, and I'm like, "Hey, Johnny, what's up?" He's all. Fucking likes the beach. It bounced my check. What's up, man? I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Look, just go home. I'll call him up and you know, get this sorted out. Something, yeah. Yeah. money transfers, you know, something like that. It's not not a big deal. And he goes, nope. Get in my car. You're going with me. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I get in the car with Johnny. He fucking pulls out 100 miles an hour, chirping his tires. We go out on the main highway or the next lane. Hauling ass, and I go, where are we going? We're going to Fast Eddie's house. Oh, shit. So he's like, oh, my God. You know, I haven't met Fast Eddie yet. Yeah. <laughs> so he takes me to his house. We go there, and we walk up the stairs, and here comes Fast Eddie. And, and Johnny Boy goes, hey, Fast Eddie, this jungle on. I'm like, hey, man, nice to meet you. And we need to use the office. And he goes, oh, yeah, whatever you guys need. Totally nice, you know, yeah. totally cool. We go in his office, and I call up. Life's a Beach Bad Boy Club. And I'm all dead. You guys, you need to fix this check now. Yeah. Johnny needs money. And uh, they're like, we've got to call you back in 10 minutes. I'm going to call you back in 10 minutes. I go, this just needs to happen now. I'm at Fast City's house with Johnny Boy. We need to make this shit happen. Yeah. And he goes, okay, 10 minutes, I'll call you back. So I hang up. I'm like, don't worry about it, Johnny. It's all going to work out. They're going to make it happen. <laughs> 
And Johnny just goes, oh my God, bro, you have no idea. I need this money because I gotta pay this. Thank you so much. And of course they call back, it's all good. Johnny goes, it happens, he gets his money. Yeah. But that whole scenario, oh, right? He dude. took me back. The Aussies were scared the whole time. Yeah, he's never, John's like never coming back. <laughs> and they were like, we don't know what to do. They thought, they took you, you were never coming back. Well, here's the thing, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> yeah, and that's why they were doing it. I go, we don't know what to do. There's nothing to do, dude. And so he drops me off, and during that whole thing was like, it was epic because they gave I, I helped Johnny, yeah. I made it work, and uh, and those guys were, you know, Family. From, from then on. Then on, it's just been. John hey, Long. Your old team, man. You made some magic happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was expecting Johnny Boy to take you to the ATM or the bank and yeah. he's going to make you like. Yeah, what would have been next? Yeah, right? That would have been next. Yeah, we're emptying your account and then you can deal with it later. Like. Oh, but just, you know, North Shore, the prime season, there's always something going on. Yeah. Man, it's just. I'm sure there's so many stories you want to talk about, but you can't talk about. Yes. It's some stories that, you know, the next time we do this, we'll have to hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's stories in Africa, the Aussie stories. Oh, dude. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to have to, like, circle back to all of our guests and do a... a round two. A, well, a round, a round two, but... Um, a deep dive? A deep dive yeah, into some yeah. of the... Yeah. A deep dive. Not yeah. every, it's not for everybody's ears. Right. Yeah. You know? Might be a little rare at all. We'll try to keep it soft. Yeah. <laughs> well, shoot. Life. Thank Thanks. you so much, yes. dude. This is Thank uh, you guys. Congrats awesome. on, you know, everything you've Welcome back to Cali. Back. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but <laughs> oh, it's good. It's we're good. stoked Thank to have you. you. I'm stoked. This is home away from home. Yeah. Hawaii's home. Here's home. I mean, yeah. with friends and family on both sides, you know. I mean, really, the world. Yeah. Yeah. The whole world. We're all roommates. Yeah. You know, we all live on this planet. So, yeah. you know, we're all in this we'll together. Hit, we'll hit up John Glom for some amazing artwork and, and you know, maybe, a, you know, you could commission him for a mural or something. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do Anytime. this. I'm ready. Right on. I can cool. do this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Peace. Aloha. Bonsai Bowls. Hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii. Five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuax is the best 
ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Foo Wax. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.